Everybody say enthroned. And this day, today, we're talking about our praise. Everybody say our praise. Shout out to TJ making slides. Looks like a, like a wrestling slide. Is that what you're going for? It weren't? It looks dope, man. It looks dope. I'm going to buy my tickets. Yeah, come on, TJ. I see you. But last week, what did we learn about? We learned about what? Obviously, yeah, worship, yeah. That's good. Amen. Amen. Worship. What about worship? Who do we worship? Yeah, and what, did, what, did, what is he? He's the what? The holy one. He's the holy one. So we worship Jesus because he's the holy one, right? Today, we're talking about what we do. We, it's, 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 what does the Holy One receive? He receives our praise. That's what he receives. So we're talking about our praise today because essentially, who is praising God? It's his people. It's our praises, his people's praises. No one else's. So if we can go to Psalm chapter 22, verses... Three to five. So yet you are enthroned. Everybody say enthroned. As the Holy One. That means God is on his throne. He is the Holy One. He is uniquely on his throne. There is no one else on his throne. It's God, Yahweh, the Lord. He is the Holy One. And it says, you are the one Israel praises. In other translations, it says, you are seated, you are enthroned upon the praises of your people. So praise and him being enthroned, him being Lord, they're highly connected. Just just for, uh, I still owe Josie $5, by the way. I just thought about that. Still owe you. Not for money this time, but maybe for some candy or something, because I ain't trying to give nobody else $5, just to be honest with y'all. But just for like candy or something, what did Jesus speak about the most? What did Jesus speak about the most throughout the Gospels? What was he proclaiming? And this is open to everybody. Gosh, it's so silent here. Just want to make some noise. Ooh. Say that again, TJ. Say that again, TJ. Say that again, TJ. Say that again, TJ. That's right. That's right. The kingdom of God. All right, TJ. You can get some candy, bro. My man. He said the kingdom of God because that is true. Get this. What is the kingdom of God? Heaven, right? How do we see the kingdom of God here? What, how can we see the kingdom of God here? What would we say, oh, this is the kingdom of God that I see? Well, how would we say that? Because Jesus says, very true, that I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And what he's talking about is not a future thing, it's a present thing. So he wants his people to see the kingdom of God now. So how can we discern, like, yo, this is the kingdom of God? How can we discern that? How can we see that? How do we know? It's honestly in the name. It's in the name of kingdom. Just getting these cords out the way so I don't trip and die. Kingdom, right? Well, what does a kingdom need? 
a king, right? So if a king rules in an area, what is that going to be called? His kingdom. Yeah. So wherever Jesus is worshipped as Lord, you will see the kingdom of God. So wherever he is recognized, acknowledged, and worshipped and praised as king, there you'll see the kingdom of God. So you see praise is really, really close to this kingdom mindset, enthroned. Now when we think about this, right, it says Israel's praises. How many of y'all are Jews here? I do this a lot. Just hoping one day we just find someone that says, I'm a Jew, you know, or something, I don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm just hoping one day, right? How many of you are Jew? Jorge, where's Jorge? Man, you probably got some Jewish in you, right? I probably got some Jewish in me too. I don't know. <laughs> Olivia, you got, why don't you raise your hand? You're Jewish. Yeah, you, you, what, raise your hand real quick. So is this mean, does this mean that Olivia is the only one that is praising the Holy One? What, okay, so who is Israel? Who is Israel according to the Bible? Who was Israel? God's chosen people. So when we look at that, we're saying God's chosen people praises. You are the one God's chosen people praises, his people. So right now, who, what would we say is his chosen people? What's one word we would use to describe it? The what? The church. So the church praises. You are enthroned as the holy one. You are the one the church praises. So no other people is praising God. No other people. No other people is going to praise God. No other people or person, group, or whatever religion is praising God right now. Who is praising God? Say it again. The church. So the church is praising God. Really, the only people that praise him are the ones that belong to him. Because what? He is enthroned. So the only people that are going to praise him are the people in his kingdom. That's, all, that's what it means. So when we praise God, if he's inhabiting our praises, it's because we in the kingdom are praising the king. He's enthroned. He's the holy one. His people praise him. How do we do this? I have a slide for you. I don't have TJ praising God in different examples of how to praise him, but the scripture gives us details on how to praise God. Details, like, like instructions on how to praise God. When you read the book, of, how many of y'all have ever read the book of Psalms just on your private time? It's okay if you haven't. Don't feel shame. If you've read the book of Psalms, it tells us like, lift your hands up, clap, shout, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph, right? You see things like that. And you just repassed it. You don't understand that they were literally in a service. That David, he's ready to about to kill some people because they're about to kill him. And he's like, listen, we're about to go into war right now. Let's praise God because enemies are all around us. They're trying to kill us. But guess what? We have someone who's on our side. We praise the rock. The Lord is my light. He is my stronghold. Right? Whom shall I fear? Right? That, he was saying things literally when people were trying to kill him. And he was leading a worship service before that. 
when he was getting attacked, when it was his people and the king against him, David's writing things like, Lord is my refuge. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, I lack nothing, right? I'm, I'm trying to just quote a bunch of songs. But get this, David is literally worshiping God in trials amongst other people. He, and he's instructing them what to do. He's instructing them to do what to do. So if we can go to that slide I sent you, Marco, thank you. How to praise, right? There's shouts. There's shouts. Psalm 101 tells us the shout, right? Can I hear a shout? You shout to the Lord. And, and here's the thing what a lot of people don't understand is people shout all the time. When you go, when you're in a basketball game, dude, like I remember I always wanted to go to a Bulls game when Derrick Rose was on the Bulls. It's actually one of my biggest regrets. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Derrick Rose was my favorite basketball player. I, I literally defended that man when he tore his ACL. And then when he tore his ACL again, I said, that's my guy. That's Chicago's own. What you doing? Don't do my man like that. Because they were always saying he's a has-been. But I just remember when I would watch, because I would watch like all the games freshman year so long ago. And you would hear, and starting at point guard, number one, Derek. And then all of a sudden, people were like, ah, ah, Derek Rose. Like, people would just be going crazy. Hey, I was like that. I was like that. Like, like literally, I had an issue. with Like, I, I wanted to be Derek Rose. I wanted to be him. So, and then I got, I got, and then he got injured so many times that I was like, man, I just can't. I can't. I'm sorry. And then I found out some stuff about him, and he kind of like, your idols, listen, don't have any idols. Don't have any idols. That's just it. They'll always let you down. Just follow us as we follow Christ, but always have your eyes on Jesus. But in the United Center, Madhouse on Madison, there's a reason why it's the Madhouse on Madison, because during the days of the Chicago Bulls, you couldn't hear yourself think. The minute Michael Jordan stepped out, I mean, Derrick Rose, it was loud. Dude, Michael Jordan in the 90s, dude, you had people calling this dude God. Understand that. Yeah, this dude, people worshiping him, praising him. There were shouts for this man. When you go to Lollapalooza one day, right? I hope you guys don't go there unless it's to preach with us, amen? But if you do, stay way back, way back, way back. Don't be around the people doing all types of weird stuff. But there's going to be lots of shouts. There's going to be lots of shouts. There's going to be people doing all kinds of weird stuff shouting, Right? So shouting, a lot of people think it's weird, but yet when they're shouting, doing stuff they like, it's no longer weird. Here's the whole thing. Shouting is not weird. Shouting can be sin if you're shouting at someone, threatening them, you know what I'm saying? Or you just randomly come up to people and just shout at them. That's not gentle. That's not, don't do that. But shouting in a form of praise to God is not only not weird, but it's actually commanded for us to do, to shout. Singing, amen? How many of y'all like to sing in here? How many of y'all can't sing in here? All right? How many of y'all do it anyway? Just on the way here, I was rapping. I was like, yeah, yo, get it, got it. Ooh. And then my wife literally told me, can you please be quiet? Like, stop rapping. I don't like when you rap. You're not good. She just said it just like that. And I said, uh, you're wrong. I wasn't trying. I am good, okay? Just let her know. Just let her know, right? But singing is normal. We all sing. We all sing. It's such a normal thing. 
And I go back to what Jorge and I were talking about in 101. I brought it up last week. And I was trying to tell him this. I'm like, dude, singing is normal. He's like, I don't sing. I really don't. I don't do, I don't sing at all. Not even for fun, because I'm really bad. And I'm like, dude, you sing. Don't lie. Don't lie. You sing, bro. And, and I, don't, I, I, I honestly did not hear him sing in 101, but I hear him sing in worship now, okay? <laughs> but I did see him dance, which is the next one. So dancing is actually a normal thing for the Lord. We were actually told to dance, to dance. David danced so much, right? One time after coming from battle, he was dancing in worship for the Lord. Everyone started making fun of him. And he said, I don't care. And he danced so much that uh, his part of his, like, we'll just say, like, shorts, his shorts fell off because they used to have, and he, so he was dancing in his underwear. And I'm not saying you guys all of a come to Elevate in your birthday suit, okay? Don't do that now. But and started doing like cartwheels and backflips. Don't do that. But this man didn't care what anyone said. He were, he danced in the presence of God. Even his wife was like, you look like a fool. And he's like, I'm going to look more like a fool then for my Lord. Uplifted hands. The Bible literally tells us to lift up your hands. Right? Paul says, I desire to see. He says, I desire to have men lifting their holy hands up and praise to God everywhere in all the churches. And then there's a psalm talking about, all of the psalms talk about that. Lifting your hands, clapping your hands, right? Shouting, dancing, singing. This is a worship service, and David is telling us how to worship. Cry. Yes, cry. How many of y'all had an ugly cry in worship once in your life? Come on. I've had an ugly cry before. I remember I was in the sound booth like four years ago, and I'm like in the sound booth, and all of a sudden I get hit. And I'm like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, I'm making these faces. I'm like, and I, I like this, the ugly cry starts coming out. Then I just start weeping in the sound booth. And I can't, I'm like doing the slides at the same time. I'm like, you know, and it's like, but that is a normal thing. That is literally a normal thing. You know, you think about people crying tears of joy. A lot of us don't, like, like, literally, this is something I pray sometimes for God to do to me is, like, make me more emotional. Because, like, I don't cry a lot. I don't. Like, it just sucks, man. Like, people can tell me the saddest story, and I will just not cry. And I won't be able to mourn with them. And I will feel bad. Because they will be so sad, and I will just be looking at them. And I'll be like, like, I'm really trying to physically, because my soul is like, dude, I want to feel what you feel. I want to mourn with you, but my face is just like, it's not faced. So I pray. I'm like, God, I want to cry. A lot of us think crying is, is, is like wrong, especially when you're a guy. The reason why I don't cry that much is honestly because growing up, I didn't want to be seen as weak. You know, you're like, I ain't going to cry. Like, I ain't going to cry. No matter what, I'm just, I ain't going to cry. Don't matter. And, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't for years. I remember one time, I, I, I mean, honestly, as sad as it was, I would just cry like once a year. It would be like my time to cry. And that's it. And, and I thought that was good. When I came to the Lord, I had so much baggage, so much emotional, like, problems. You know, God had to, to really heal me in that. But crying to the Lord, right, crying out to the Lord, crying because the Lord is good, tears of joy, tears of sorrow, tears of mourning, all of these things are done in the presence of God. And listen, if you don't praise God, this is what Jesus said, right? Because the Pharisees were like, dude, stop these people from praising you, Jesus. And he literally looked at them. He answered. He said, I tell you, if they keep silent, the stones will cry out. That means if you ain't going to praise God, all of creation will. 
If these people won't praise me, those stones will praise me. If these people won't praise me, the birds will praise me. You see, praise and worship, it's the song of nature. It's the song of nature. Literally, all of the heavens declare his glory. So worship and praise is, is, is honestly a supernatural normal, you know, a supernormal normal, if I should say that, right? It's, it's something that we should be doing. We should be uh, participating in because it's not only beneficial for us, it's actually what we're commanded to do, amen? And he's worthy of it. He's worthy of it. How many of you believe Jesus is worthy of it? I believe it. I believe it. I believe he's worthy to praise. He's worthy to give glory to. Now, here, here's the thing closing in that point is, is if his people worship him, right? If his people worship him, then we can assume that those who do not praise him are the ones who, that do not belong to him. So if the people that belong to him praise him, we can assume that the people who do not praise him do not belong to him. That's what we can assume. Because his people, his church, the people who belong to him, they praise him. Now, where do we praise God? We praise him in the assembly. If we can go to chapter 22, verse uh, 3 to 5. We praise God in the assembly. And we have to remember, and part of the reason why we praise God is, and it says, in our ancestors, uh, in you our ancestors put their trust. I did this thing for my, uh, for my eighth grade class that I teach Bible in. I teach Jenna in seven, for seventh grade Bible. What's up, Jenna? I just saw Jenna earlier today. But eighth grade Bible, I asked them because I was curious. I wanted to know how far back they had relatives that believed in Jesus. So I asked them, how many of you were first generation believers? Uh, they all raised their hand. How many of you are second generation believers? Uh, some of them were like, eh. How many of you are third generation believers? Most of them raised their hand. Fourth generation, some of them raised their hand. Fifth generation, raised their hand. Sixth generation, some people raised their hand. I could have gone, kept going, but there is an idea to look back in the Bible. When we praise God, we're not just praising God for what he's done in our lives. We're praising God for what he's done, period. So when we praise God, and this is something that I learned very early on in my walk that helped me. When I was praising God and I was thinking about wondering about God, like, I, 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 I don't really know. I haven't seen so many miracles, you know? I haven't seen so many people get healed, like limbs being grown and people's eyes being, like, restored. I mean, I've seen people's headaches being healed. I've seen people get healed from, like, sickness, like, like that. I've seen that. Um, but I've never seen, like, the stuff that the Bible's talking about. But then I started to, re re like, just say, well, I believe that happened. I trust what happened to my ancestors because when you put your faith in Christ now, you have a different family line as well. You have another family line. You got Moses. You got Abraham. You got Isaac. You got Jacob. You got David. You got all these people that worshiped God before you. They've, they've worshiped God when it was hard. You got people that started the Pentecostal movement like William J. Seymour. If you guys don't know about him. You got people like John Wesley. You got people like Martin Luther who started the Reformation. You got these people that they, despite, despite what was going on in their day, they put their trust in him. They put their trust in the Holy One. So 
and our ancestors, and you, our ancestors, put their trust. They trusted, and you delivered them. So it's not just the fact that, hey, well, you know, this person believed, and that person believed, and that person believed. Well, it's the fact of this person believed, and you saved them. My mom believed in you, and she was saved from drugs. She was saved from alcohol. My grandmother was a, let's say, like a prostitute, and you saved her. It began like that. You delivered them. You saved them. Moses and the Israelites were in Egypt, but yet, Lord, you delivered them. So in your worship, in your praise, you're not just praising God like, God, you know, I, I mean, like, in all seriousness, some of y'all just don't have enough problems, just to be real. Like, y'all don't got enough problems. If y'all started following Jesus some more, you would have a little bit more problems. You've had death threats. TJ, how many death threats have you gotten? He's not even playing. I haven't got any just yet. I mean, I've gotten people telling me, like, I'm going to beat you up, and I've gotten people in my face. I haven't got that death threat yet. But you got to understand like, when you say, I'm going to put my trust in the Lord, you're not just saying it blindly. You're thinking logically. You're thinking logically with your praise. You're saying, this is the right thing to do is to praise God because my father trusted him. When he was a person that did drugs, that uh, cheated on my mother, he got saved. He changed. I am going to trust him because what? David trusted him. When he was encamped from his enemies and he had nowhere to go, God, you delivered him. So you praise God not just for what he's done in your life, but what he's done in your ancestors' life. That means the believers that came before you. They were rescued. And then they cried out to him and what he rescued them. So what is this cry? The cry is not just an ugly cry, but it's a desperate call for help. So when you are desperate, calling out to God, believe and trust that he will rescue you. Why? Because he did it to Moses. He did it for Abraham. He did it for the Jews. And he'll do it for you. He did it not just for the people in this day. He did it for the people in the other days. He's not going to just do it for this generation. He's going to do it for the next generation. So when you praise God and you call out for help, understand that he will answer because he's done it before. He will rescue you. Go to verse 25 to 26, please. And this is, this, is, this is really the theme of our worship. This is the theme of our worship. Our worship and our praise has little to do with what we can do for God. It has little to do with what we can do for God. It has little to do with what, what we want from God, what we desire from God. That it may be a supplement, but this is the theme. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. That means from you comes the theme, the purpose, the topic of my praise in the church. So when you come to elevate, what is, when you come to elevate and you come to worship, you're not just thinking about, uh, you know, what you're going to eat when you get home. The theme is not just, what can God do for me? The theme is not just, man, I'm struggling with this or whatever. No, the theme is God's deliverance. God's salvation, his rescuing, his faithfulness. See, it's God. It's from him that comes the theme. And it says right here, just a confirmation of, of the worship and Bree's word. It says, the poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. You see, if you actually seek God, if you in your life are seeking God, then you will praise him. Then you will praise him. When I first got saved, I remember, and this is not to boast of myself, because I remember I didn't worship God, just to be honest. I remember when I came to youth group, not this one, not Elevate, but another one, Belmont Assembly, it's Excel. 
It was an awesome youth group, but I was not an awesome person, just to be honest. I remember, though, there was like two months where I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to live for God. I just got baptized. I was 16. And I was like, I'm going to do this thing. And I remember I would, like, be worshiping God, and I'd be, like, trying to, like, do whatever. I don't even know what I was doing. Singing the song. Everyone else is, like, making jokes, and I would be like, bro, nah, I ain't about that right now. I'm going to worship God, right? And I did it for, like, two months, and it was just like, oh, well, that's it. I didn't have the understanding, really, of why I should be worshiping God, why I should be praising God. Matter of fact, I was told, if I don't know the lyrics, just, say, just mouth out banana, You know, just, just like, what is that? That's some fake stuff right there. But I was like, man, that's smart. Yeah, man, like, like for real, I don't even need to know the lyrics, man. God knows my heart, right? Ridiculous. But what is the theme of our worship? It, it, it's, it's, it's from God, and, and how do we know we're going to praise him? It's if we're seeking him. If in our private lives we are seeking after God. If we actually are saying, God, I want your will. God, I want to seek your face. Lord, it's you and, or nothing. It's you over everything. Then we will praise God as a result. Mel, if you could come up, please. We praise God even among the other nations. That's right. What does that mean there? If we can go to uh, verse 27 to verse 28. Verse 27. Of, actually, uh, my bad. Go to Psalm 18, verse 47 to 50. And then we'll go to 27, 28. We praise God, not just among the church, right? But we praise God among the other nations. Notice, Israel was a nation. Israel was another nation. There was a special nation only for God. Well, now God's people is, is really registered as the church. But the Bible says there's only one church. So when I say we praise God among the other nations... Of course, America is not the only nation that has churches. There's other nations that have churches. What I'm saying is we're praising God even among your friends who are atheists, among your friends who don't believe, who are Muslim, who are Buddhist. We are praising God and seeking his face even in their midst, even in their midst. So Psalm chapter 18, verses 47 to 50 says this. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man, you rescued me. This is, Paul, uh, this is David talking about how he was being attacked by other nations. And it says, therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. David's saying, no matter what, who I'm with, these people may hate you, God. They may hate me, God. They may want my life to end. They may want me to be silent on my faith. They may want to put uh, my Christianity on hold. But you know what? I'm going to praise you regardless. They may doubt you. They may say, man, that's stuff's stupid. But, Lord, I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to praise you anyway. And that was, a hard thing for me to, that was a hard thing for me to do growing up. You know, I didn't even know what to say to people. I didn't know what to say to people when they started, like, and they would have some good jokes. I couldn't have no comebacks. They roasted me and my beliefs, and I was like, you want to come to my church, dude? I mean, and they'd be like, no, I forget your church, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, all right then, okay. Praise God. That's what I should have done. Well, praise God anyway, yo. I'm straight. I'm going to praise God whether you cuss me out and cuss my church out, cuss my God out. That's literally Jesus said 
if they hate you, understand that they hated me first. It's not, the, it's not you they're persecuting, it's me. When Paul was confronted after throwing uh, uh, Christians in jail, being the cause of many Christians' death, he didn't say, why are you persecuting them? He says, why are you persecuting me? You see, David, he's going to praise God among the nations, not just his own. If we're following that example, if we're saying, I'm going to trust God like David trusts God, then that means I'm going to praise God anywhere in my school. I'm going to praise God anywhere at my house, even with my siblings, even if my parents are looking at me crazy and sideways. I'm going to praise God among the unbelievers. And that's not just to look, that's not to look good. Like, no one, dude. So what? You, like, honestly, and it comes to morality, right? Like, praising God doesn't make you all of a sudden the most moral person. Like, look at me, guys. I'm praising God. That's not what it's about. It's not about that. If you think that's what praise is, and you look like you're praising God, then, hey, you better look another way at it. It's not about how you look. Literally, it's not. It, it is about if you've been seeking his face, and you're saying, this is your kingdom, Lord. I'm going to praise you because you're the holy one. And those people that you're praising God among, they're going to end up praising God anyway. Let's go to Philippians. Uh, actually, let's go to uh, chapter 22, verses 27 to 28. If you guys could stand, please. And if I could have the altar workers. Hallelujah. It says right here, all. Everybody say all. Everybody say all. Everybody say all. Say todo. That's right, right? That's all. Yeah. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the. Dominion belongs to the. He and he will rule. And he, no, he rules over the nations. He rules over the nations. Look at that verse. Now look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Because it says right here, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. People from everywhere, all places, they will turn to the Lord. And they will worship him, all the families of the nations. It doesn't matter where you're at. All of them will turn to the Lord. And for those that don't turn to the Lord, this is what it says. When talking about Jesus, how he humbled himself, and he won the victory for us. He defeated the, the enemy for us and brought us back to life, right? Brought us to the Father. He was rewarded for that. Fully God, fully man. He as man did what we couldn't do. So therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. How many knees? Every knee. Every knee. There's not a knee on earth that's going to see Jesus and not bow. And I use this example. It's not going to be like God is going to be like a puppeteer, and he's like, all right, time to bow now, right? He's not going to do like, I don't know if you've ever seen bloodbending, like Avatar. Anybody ever seen Avatar? Like, you know, like the bloodbending lady that she's just like, ah. 
and then they're like uh, crippled and everything. Like, that's not how it's going to be with God. God's not going to be like, all right, bow down now. When, and I, and I don't know if you guys have ever like seen this, right? Do you guys know what it means to cower away from something? Like you end up bowing down. Because it is so powerful. It might not even be like a, a, a thing that's going to kill you, right? It's like, imagine if you found like a bear that was trained and wouldn't kill you, but you still saw the bear coming at you. Oh, dude, like I'm in the, I'm in the fetus position. I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm bowing down. Like, not to worship the bear, but out of fear in a sense. And when they see Jesus, it's going to be a natural reaction. Similar to when you see a tornado and you're in awe. They're going to see Christ. And they're going to be in awe. They're going to bow their knee. And every, t- every tongue is going to acknowledge, just like the Roman soldier that, was, that saw Christ crucified, that crucified him. And he finally said, after seeing everything that was happening at the crucifixion, he really was the son of God. It really is going to be like that. They're going to remember all the times people were, were uh, Christians preached to them. They're going to remember all the times that people said, listen, God is real. Jesus did uh, resurrect. Jesus does love you. They're going to remember all the preaching. And they're going to say, wow, he really is Lord. He really is Lord. He really is Lord of the nations. He really is ruler of the world. That's what's going to happen. So this is what it should be now. Right? We have to be his people. Let's be his people. Let's bow our knee now. Let's confess that Jesus is Lord now. Let's not wait. Let's praise him now. Let's sing now. Let's dance now. Let's cry out now. We don't have to wait. Let's praise God as we seek his face. And let's not just praise him in church. Let's praise him everywhere. Yes, let's praise him in church. Let's get together. Let's encourage each other to worship the Lord of lords. But let's also worship him everywhere in our house, in our bedrooms. Worship him with our families. Worship him at school. Let's praise the Lord. All you saints. All you creatures here below, let's worship the Lord, right? Let's, let's actually praise him. Since we actually are his people, we actually belong to him. Amen? If everyone could bow their heads and close their eyes. Listen, the altar call is very simple. If you do not belong to the Lord and you want to, come up. Oscar will pray for you if you're a man and he will lead you to the Lord. It's yellow, if you're a lady, will lead you to the Lord. It's that simple. You want to belong to Jesus? You're wondering why you don't praise him? You're wondering why, like, you, you don't want to? It's probably because you haven't bowed your knee yet. Surrender today. Surrender today. As Melanie sings, this is an opportunity for you to surrender and worship. Surrender and praise. Surrender and confess him as king, as lord of your life. spoke a word you were singing over me 
Before I dismiss, I want to um, just invite anyone else here that has a prayer request, that needs prayer for anything, whether it be healing, whether it be maybe a struggle that they have to come up and pray. I found no 